Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, man, I, I've been looking forward to this this episode for a while now, actually. Uh, I get the chance to speak with an internationally recognized um, inter, uh, ins- inspirational keynote speaker, an author, scuba diver, uh, black belt. But she's also the first armless pilot. Jessica Cox, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Josh. Glad to be on and um, glad to share a little bit with your listeners. Yes, I love it. And so I always love starting off conversations with how you spend your time today and um, who is Jessica Cox today? Well, you mean today as in like all of Monday? What, how did I spend my time? Is that <laughs> no, your question? No, not just not just Monday, but who you are okay. right now as a person. Uh, Okay, great. Well, you know, I think that's great that you asked the question because I think we are always so caught up on moving forward and doing the next thing that we don't really look back and kind of reflect over what we've accomplished. And and that's just as important as moving forward with a new goal. And who I am today is definitely um, different in, in different areas. I mean, I would say that I am now married. I've been married for nine years. I've, um, I have a a puppy now and and he, so I'm a a dog owner (laughs) and that's been for 10 months. I'm sorry, 11 months now. And then I'm a professional. I have been in this career of speaking for 15 years. I've spoken in 27 countries around the world and it has really taken me many places, many cultures. I've been able to see the world from and, and and learn from that experience. And my faith has been a tremendous aspect of my life. It's taken me for the from the low moments to gratitude to being able to move through those difficulties. And wow, that's just a really big question who I am today. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister to a brother and my younger sister. I'm an aunt now to three beautiful nieces, a four-year-old, a, th- a two-year-old, and a eight-month-old. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways when you ask that question. I think of so many things. Yeah, it's, it, but it, that's the point of it. I, I want people to understand that we're not just uh, somebody that's in sales or just a teacher or just our profession. Uh, we are so much more than that. And, and if we can think about that, as, hey, I am a daughter, I am a mother, I am whatever the case may be. Um, it's a huge question and it, it kind of gives um, us more value um, in a world where um, people don't feel as valuable. So I appreciate you. Um, oh, Josh, let me add it in there too, because we have a newest <laughs> member of the family. It's a, a four month old other niece. So her wow. name is Kennedy and she's adorable. So I just met her for the first time last week. So I'm getting used to now having four nieces. <laughs> See, so it's always something new. And um, 
man, it's it's crazy that you know with with this last year, you probably haven't even been able to to, to see her. Um, only probably through virtual world, social media. So being being able to see a newborn for the first time is always a beautiful feeling. Adding a new member to the family, you know. Mm-hmm. So one thing, so one thing I love about you, I was actually looking at your YouTube channel, and I love your YouTube channel because you do so many different things that people may assume they would need arms to do, right? And you just change the way people think about doing things. We all think about, hey, it's only one way to do things, but you actually change the way people think. And I was actually reading out of a book and and when I was watching it, this quote came to me uh, and it says, the assumptions we make often restrict our thinking and therefore restrict our possibilities. And you talk so oh, much. Wow, that is a powerful quote. Can I write that one down, Josh? Because I want to use that. Yes. That's an amazing quote. Well, who's that by? That is by John, John Maxwell. John Maxwell, and I know John who that Maxwell. is. Yes, yes. A huge cool. author. One of my favorite authors is out of the book, Change Your World. So in that chapter, he was talking about changing your thinking. And oh, got it. Within changing your thinking. With all of us, we've all came from a certain environment where this is the only way to do something, right? Mm-hmm. We assume this is the only way to do it, right? And so with you, you know, I've seen you, you know, you put your contacts in with your toes, you open up a, a, a can of pop and drink it, and you find different ways to do things. And these were once challenges for you, but because you've, you've kind of change the way you thought about things, or this is just how you had to do it. You also help people see the possibilities of, of things that may be holding them back. So mm-hmm. we'd we'll, we'll love to hear your concept of kind of thinking outside of the shoe, as you would call it, or thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And I think my whole life, when, the way you put it, it's, it's so appropriate because it's helping people shift their um, their whole perspective and their lens, because I feel like when I was younger, I felt very powerless about the fact that people saw me and they immediately looked to the fact that I didn't have arms and they focused on that and said, Oh, she can't do this or she can't do that. Or she can't play baseball or, you know, how she can play basketball during PE and, and all these things where they immediately focused in because of that assumption instead of leaving their room for opening up to, Hey, things can be done differently. Someone can bat for her. So she could run to all the, you know, plates or, you know, she will find a way to do this. And I think we are so set in making that assumption that it cannot be done, that we end up not seeing the possibility. So I think that's why I want to draw the attention to possibilities and shifting the mindset by being creative by seeing things that are done differently. And exactly like you said in my on my YouTube channel where I show how everything in my life is done differently. I have renovated a bathroom completely differently. I renovated a kitchen completely differently than the standard kitchen to make it work for me and my husband. And it's about seeing the possibility. It's about being open to the possibility and shifting the way you see any challenge. And therefore, when I see something difficult, I'm not hung up on, oh, hey, I'm not going to get this done in time or this is not going to be possible right now. I immediately break it down and I break it down in little steps. I break it down in little goals 
And that's what I teach people when I speak on stage is that, you know, you can turn your own impossible into accomplishment. That is so key. Taking these challenges, just because it's a challenge doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. And so it may seem daunting. A big challenge may seem daunting, but when you break it down into small steps and do it and, and look at it as a process instead of just this huge, impossible, you know, chunk that I need to get across. Um, I love the way you put it. I love that. I love that. So tell me this, what was your childhood like then growing up with, 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 without arms, obviously probably, you, you know, it was, it was tough. It was different because people saw you as different. Mm-hmm. What would you say that was like growing up? It was rough growing up because, you know, I'm an adult now and I can command or, insist on this perspective of possibility as an adult but when you're a child and you know you can do it because I had wonderful parents who told me I can do it but then you have these people who are more powerful than you whether they're older than you whether they're the school bully whether they're people who haven't been able to see past the obvious right they end up pushing their expectations they're the ones who disable you Mm-hmm. And that's that was really hard because I was this person inside who really believed that I can do it, right. but I wasn't given the opportunity. People gave me the label before even giving me a chance to prove myself. So my whole life became much about proving that it is possible and that I can do it. And now as an adult, I can live that life. But as a child, I you know I I was powerless, and it made me so angry and frustrated at times. It, Sometimes I just threw tantrums and other times I would um, really lash out with anger and frustration and, and there was just no way to console me at times. And it it made it really tough. And then being picked on for being different, um, for being, um, doing things in a unique way, which I love now as an adult, but as a kid, you know, if you're different, it gives up, you become a target of of bullying. Yeah. And um, you become a target of being isolated or stared at or pointed at or called names. And it made it really rough growing up. But, you know, I, I, I had to develop a pretty tough skin. And I feel blessed that I had some wonderful parents of a phenomenal faith that kind of helped me lift me up from those difficulties. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it crazy how first of all, as a kid, you want to fit in. That's probably that's kind of like your number one goal as a kid is to fit in. Uh, whether mm-hmm. it's the, the clothes you wear, the music you listen to, uh, pretty much everything you do is to fit in and, and to be like the cool kid or be be a part of, of, of what other people are doing. Um, and, and then another thing is crazy how when you get older, you realize, hey, those kids really didn't know any better than you thought they mm-hmm. did at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You thought they were so great. And you thought, the, you know, you get older and you realize, hey, um, Teachers aren't always right. Teachers don't know everything about you. They don't know everything about success when you get older. But as a kid, you feel like they have all the authority um, and and they know everything. And when you get older, uh, you just become more aware. And I love that. So talk about this as a kid wanting to fit in. Right. I I know you had some prosthetic arms right? you grew up with prosthetic arms, but it didn't feel it didn't feel right for you. Right. Trying to trying to conform. What what was that process like, kind of realizing who you were and, and living out your truth and being who you were you you were born to be? 
Well, we're all social beings and ultimately mm-hmm. we want to be understood, accepted and loved. And right. we will go out of our way to do those things, to be able to accomplish those things, even if it makes us uncomfortable. And uh, especially as kids, I mean, especially as pre-adolescents, when fitting in is critical, right. um, there's that certain stage in life where you feel like this pressure to conform, like you mentioned. And I was given the option of prosthetics, but they were never really for me. I didn't like the way they worked. I didn't like the way they functioned. It required more energy, more effort than me just using my feet. But I felt like maybe others who knew what was better for me were, were telling me this because I needed to wear them and I needed to fulfill a certain norm or expectation. So I actually put up with them for 11 years and I felt like I was living a lie my whole life. I felt like, why am I doing this? It's uncomfortable. It makes me hot and sweaty. They weigh about 10 pounds. Yeah. It's like wearing football equipment to school every day and, and <laughs> having to hide yourself. And a lot of times I thought of myself as a turtle. Like this was a shell keeping others from me right? and a barrier and a block from being who I am, who God made me to be. And then finally, at the age of 14, I just I was moving to a new city with my family. And, you know, when you go to a new town, you start your whole new identity. You have a fresh start. And with that fresh start gave me the opportunity to make an important decision to leave my fake arms behind. Mm. And I did. And I never realized that that decision in life was the best decision I ever made. One of the best decisions I ever made and would carry, uh, I would be able to take that story to the stage to so many thousands of youth, thousands of people who are having to feel the pressure of conformity every single day and tell them, forget about it. Stop Mm. living a fake life and you can do it. Reminding them that they have that strength to do it. So that's why I didn't know then that it was the best decision and it was going to be used to help inspire other people. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are scared to, to be different or to, to live their truth. What was kind of your mindset and your process of, of just facing that fear head on and just, you know, obviously you knew, hey, people will look at you differently. People may look at you weird. How did you just face that fear and not not worry about it and then kind of just um, just did what you wanted to do? Well, there's something so freeing about finally just, you know, saying, you know, forget about everyone else. Now it's time to just be myself. And um, there were still moments of weakness throughout that process. But um, I think finally just coming to that acceptance and confidence that I could do it was so um, powerful. And that's what and the courage, the courage, which it took to finally, you know, leave them behind, leave, leave the conformity behind. That courage was something I was fortunately blessed with from the beginning, being a courageous person, because I needed to be, because I needed to be courageous to do the things that I did. And, And so I just kind of gather that courage to be able to go out there and finally just say, you know what? And, and it's so funny because it required more energy of me to try and conform than to mm-hmm. finally just be myself. It was more energy and effort so trying true. to be what everyone else wanted me to be that versus being who I really am. That is so true. That is so true. And it, and it, it just feels right when you do according to your own values, when you live according to your own values and, and be who you actually are, 
It's just so easy. It's easy. It's it's hard at first, maybe, but it becomes easier as time goes on, as opposed to you conforming, which is maybe easy at first, that instant gratification of acceptance, but it becomes harder and harder as time goes on. Um, I love that. I love that. So talk about this. What got you into flying? How did that come about? And obviously you, you may have had some, some self-limiting beliefs like, Hey, the first thought is how could I fly a plane? What, what made you um, get into to being a pilot? You know, I talk about when I say think outside the shoe, I say shoe represents self-living beliefs, habits, overcomplication and excuses. Mm. And when you mentioned that I probably must've had some self-doubt, Yes, there was self-doubt. It didn't necessarily happen in the beginning because I was so busy dissecting the intimidating task of flying a plane. Right. And I was so driven and focused at getting that done. But then when it boiled down to the moment where I was really going to be on my own flying a plane and doing what's called solo flight, uh, that's where it really took courage because I knew that once I was up there in the air by myself, I literally was going to have my life in my own feet at the time. <laughs> and it was like, it was terrifying because I was terrified of flying and I was terrified, not so much of heights, but losing contact with the ground. Mm. And this was a fear that I carried since a very early age. I think it's because I fell down a lot without arms to catch myself when I was learning to walk. Um, you usually catch yourself if you fall. You, you watch toddlers, how they fall yeah. all the time, but they can catch themselves. Right. But I'm not able to do that. So I felt like maybe I had, you know, I, I was, that fear of losing contact with the ground was um, manifesting in my uh, pursuit of flying. And then I had to overcome that fear, the emotional aspect, which is even more difficult than the phys physical task of flying a plane without arms. I know right. people don't think that's true, but it's really true because it's those emotional things that hold us back. Right. And, and that's what I had to overcome. Yeah. And, and so you talk about it's, it's just crazy because you realize where that fear came from. You became aware mm -hmm. of where that fear came from. You know, it didn't just come out of anywhere that, that fear came from something. And I think a lot of us have to kind of think back of where that fear is coming from to be able to, to defeat it and understand that, Hey, yeah, I did fall a lot when I was young. Um, but it doesn't have to be my reality now. And so mm -hmm. let's go ahead and have that courage to do what we need to do. Uh, and accomplish what we want to. Uh, so I love that. I love it. Yes. So, go, yeah, go ahead. You, I, 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 know. I was just say, yeah, I love that you said that because so much of us live a life with something traumatic that happened at some point in our life, whether it was falling and, and, you know, face planting into the ground or whether it was something traumatic that was imposed on us at a very early age. And unfortunately we kind of, and those things affect us throughout our whole life. But if we become aware of it, like you said, and we conquer it by first bringing awareness and, and overcoming it. Yeah, that is so key. And so talk about that process. What was it like actually flying a plane for the first time by yourself and, and just doing it and, and doing it armless? Like that, that has to be a beautiful feeling to be able to do that. Wow. Well, it was life-changing the moment I landed that plane and got out of that plane. The reality that I really did that. In the moment of it, 
I'd say I was so focused that it didn't even hit me the impact of what I was really doing. And, uh, but the moment I landed and walked away from the plane, drove away from the airport and looked back at what I really did, I just kept a smile on my face for the rest of the day. And you couldn't take that smile off my face, no matter what you did, because I had had in my mind, an ultimate version of the ultimate version of freedom, independence, and empowerment, flying a plane by yourself and recognizing that if I can do this, then heck, I can do anything. And I'm, you know, I'm finally in command here of, of the things that happen in life and recognizing that accountability is so vital. That is so, that is so cool. That is a, because I think, first of all, people just don't think that it's possible, right. To be able to do that. But another thing is that flying a flying a plane, I think anybody who would fly a plane, um, even if I was to fly a plane and land it, I would feel amazing after that because it's a barrier that I would have broken as far as fear goes, as far as uh, me being able to empower myself, like you said, to move forward and find something new that I can master uh, in this world. So what about um, the things that you've done now after that? What did that do for you as far as your life goes? You being able to, to, to fly that plane for the first time. How has that changed the way you thought about everything um, that you can do in life now? Well, flying that plane made everything else look pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the most demanding things, emotionally, physically, mentally, to fly a plane with your feet and to, you know, take all these other factors like the wind and the weather and all these factors that come into play. So it made everything, it kind of shifted the perspective of things that seem difficult. And it really helped me to take off in um, not so much a literal way, but it, in a way that I was able to take off in my career. My career just just really like exploded at that point because yeah. people wanted to hear the story. How'd you do this? How can we accomplish our own impossible? And it was really a key to me getting exposure internationally, as I mentioned before, 27 countries, speaking for um, really wonderful conventions, being invited to do TED Talks, TEDx Talks, and just it it really made people interested in it and, and, and really interested in how they could overcome their own impossibilities. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, w- winding down, would love to ask you, how, what do you feel like is holding people back from maybe um, achieving their own impossible thing that's, that's holding them back in life? Anything that's holding people back, what do you think is one key thing um, that they can think about or they can do that may help them moving forward? Well, one thing is the moment you think of impossible, just take that out of your mind because belief, it really starts with belief. And if you can see something and it looks intimidating and you immediately, you know, just say in your head, Oh, I can't do it. You've already set yourselves up for failure. Mm. Um, You have to start with a belief system. That's positive. That's how can I make this work? I'm going to find a way. I know it's going to take a while. It's not going to be easy. It's not overnight. Um, this is going to take some time and creativity and effort and energy, but that's okay because I, I can do it. And belief is where it starts. And I think that's what the answer is to your question is that we need to start with that 
I can attitude. I love it. I love it. Well, Jessica, your, your story is amazing. What you've been able to accomplish um, as so many things. I encourage so many people to go to your YouTube channel um, to, to see what you've done, your TED Talks. Um, and then you also have a book, Disarm Your Limits, um, which is amazing. Um, and so I appreciate you coming on and taking the time uh, and speaking on my podcast uh, is a lot of value share here. I appreciate you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm just glad to be on. Thank you. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Five Foot Studios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing injured.